Would you stand this morning uh, as we read God's Word? If you got your Bibles, you can turn them to Luke uh, chapter 2, verse number 41. Uh, We'll start reading there. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verse number 41. Uh, The inspiration for this message came. I was reading the Christmas story, and I got to the very end of it, and I saw something really cool. I saw Jesus as a teenager, and it's so funny, but we're going to learn from a teenager this morning. I know that may make some of you a little uneasy, but I think it'll be a little fun. All right, Luke chapter 2, verse 41. It says, every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. His parents had no idea they left their son. It wasn't like they left him in Walmart. They left him in Jerusalem. That should comfort some of you parents who left your kids while you were leaving the parking lot at Walmart during the hustle and bustle of Christmas. Uh, Verse 44, thinking he was in their company, they traveled for a day. They began looking for him among their relatives and friends, and when they didn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After, somebody say three days. After three days, they finally found Jesus the preteen in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening and asking them questions. They found their preteen son, not running around crazy, but they found him after three days sitting in the temple courts, listening and asking questions. Today, the title of the message is The Power of Listening. We're going to talk about the topic of listening. Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your incredible word that guides us, it leads us, it encourages us, it strengthens us. And God, it is truly the answer for all difficult things in life. God, and definitely the answer to salvation. We thank you so much that this is a timeless word. God, and it worked 2,000 plus years ago, and it still works today. I pray that you would open our hearts. I pray that you would filter every word that comes out of my mouth today and open the hearts of people. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated today. Now, I, I don't know about you, but if, if uh, I was left in a city for three days as a preteen, I gotta say, you probably wouldn't find me at the local church sitting and talking with the pastor. That's probably not what I would be doing. Jesus could have gone anywhere that day. He really could have. Actually, those three days. He could have went anywhere that he wanted. You know, he dealt with all of the same temptations that you and I deal with today, and specifically teenage. He dealt with every temptation that you deal with as a teen because he was fully man. Now, the Bible says that Jesus that day, um, Mary had come to his son when they finally found him, and she, she was a little frazzled, and I'm sure you can imagine why. She was like, son, what are you doing to me? You're just running off and leaving me for three days. You, you're driving me crazy. My heart was broken. I thought I lost you forever. And, and here is what this preteen says to his mom. He just simply looks at his mom and he says, mom, I had to be focused on the father's business. I mean, I don't know about you. I don't know when the last time, you know, you were looking for your teenager was and you finally found them and with a little bit of uh, gratefulness that you found them, but a little bit of anger that it's like, where you been? I've been texting you. I've looked, tried to hunt you down on Facebook. I tried to do the Find My Friend app on the iPhone and you were nowhere to be found. And your teenager just says, Mom, I was about my father's business. I was just out praying in the neighborhood, meeting with Pastor Benson. Um, But you know what? That's exactly what Jesus was doing. He was about his father's business. You know, here's the thing. I want to just simply say that I think that one of the things that made Jesus so successful 
at fulfilling his life's destiny was that he was a really good listener. Why would it be so important to listen to him? Well, because he had a future path to walk just like you and I do that's a custom path for you. It was custom for him, and God has a specific plan just for you. And it took sitting around and listening to wise people so that he would be successful in that. I think that sitting around and listening to wise people was good for him because he was going to build some relationships along the way that he was going to need some wisdom to apply to those that he didn't have himself. I think that he was so successful on his way because he was going to face some rejection and he needed to sit around and listen to some wise people and some wise counsel on how to deal with that rejection. Can you imagine how helpful it would be for you to sit around and listen to some wise counsel at those unexpected things in life that pop up and you and I just are lost for answers. We're lost for words. We don't know where to turn. Well, here's where Jesus turned. He turned to the word. He turned to God. He turned to hope. And I want you to know today that that's the greatest place you can turn when you're looking for an answer in life. You can turn to the word of God. You can turn to hope. It doesn't matter how people want to skew the Bible or skew religion. At the end of the day, there is so much hope and peace found in Jesus. We're talking about the power of listening today. Now, if you're anything like me, I have been accused of being ADD, and I can't imagine that. I don't know why anybody would ever accuse me of that, but I've been accused of being ADD. And if they tested those things when I was younger, maybe I would be, uh, come out as positive. But for people like me, we're storytellers. We love to be the life of the party. We love to be the center of attention. Listening is a really hard thing For people like me and some of you who have that type of personality, listening is a very difficult thing. And to do what Jesus did is not so simple for people like that. Now, for also for those of you who are leaders, your managers, your CEOs, your parents, you're somebody in a leadership role and position, you're used to giving orders. You're used to giving direction to people. You're used to coaching people constantly. And honestly, for you, listening is kind of difficult as well because you're used to being the person talking. We're going to talk about the power of listening today. And the only people who are going to have an easy ride today are going to be the phlegmatics. The phlegmatics are people with the personality. They're just easy going. They're good. They don't mind sitting there keeping their mouth closed while, while their best friend just talks all day long. They are perfectly happy. We're just sitting there. They, they, they are so easygoing. They'll listen to anyone in everyone's direction. They don't care where they go to eat. They just want to be along for the ride. They're a great best friend to be around. They're peacemakers. They don't like to stir up stuff. They don't like to be controversial about anything. So they're just going to sit and listen. So if you have that kind of a personality today, go ahead and sit back. It's going to be a good day, all right? It's going to be okay for you. Here's the thing. I want you to think about it for a minute. The power of listening. My family's here today, by the way, and um, I I gotta say, this was not written for my family, and it's not targeted at my family. The Sansevierino family and the Chance family, we have been accused of being talkers. And so just to clear that away, mom and and auntie and uncle, this is not uh, aimed at you. The word listen simply means this. It means to be in attendance. It means to be focused with the intention of hearing and responding and acting correctly. Have you ever wondered if somebody is actually listening to you? You know, don't point at anybody or your spouse or your kids, but have you ever wondered if anybody is actually listening to you? We're going to ask ourselves a few questions this morning to find out if we're a good listener or not, all right? You don't have to raise your hand for this, but just simply in your heart, just <clears throat> yes or, or no, whichever one is for you. Here we go, all right? 
Do you generally enjoy listening to people? Yes or no? In your heart. Go ahead. Go ahead. Why are you laughing? That's not supposed to be funny. Do you often give answers before being asked for them? Do you think of resolutions for people's issues while they're talking rather than listening and trying to understand? Okay. Okay. Are you as excited to listen as you are to talk? I'm generally not. I'm just going to say no to that one. Okay. Are you easily distracted when people are talking? Squirrel. Okay, how did you do? Did you do okay? Yeah, there's a lot of chuckling in here. Some of you didn't do too good. And then there were some of you who were quiet, you know, that, that pious, like, you didn't laugh because you knew you got it going on. Good for you. We all applaud you. God bless you. Here's just the question. Do you have a hard time listening? Because, listen, there's power in listening. There's so much power in listening. Somebody one time said that we were created with two ears and one mouth, so we ought to listen twice as much as we talk. The Bible says in John 10.10, it says, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, we like to, you know, the guy with the pitchfork and the horns, I don't think he really has a pitchfork and a horns. He's not really described like that in the Bible. But the enemy is very crafty and he's very sneaky. And I would be willing to say that, sure, he's about reaping destruction and wreaking havoc, but I think that he's also about destroying your ability to hear. Because if you really think about it, your ability to hear is so key to the success in your purpose and the relationships in your life. And at the end of the day, we're all sitting here after Christmas, we realize that there's one thing in our life that is very important, our relationship with Jesus and our family, period, point blank. And there's something that, that there's so much value and so much caring that is said about you and I when we know how to stop and listen to one another. I want you to think about this. Have you ever been overlooked before? Have you ever been unnoticed before? How did that make you feel? How did that make you respond to the people who didn't listen to you? Teens, how do you feel when you're feeling ignored by your parents? Parents, where are our kids supposed to go when they don't find the love and support and ear from you and I that they should get? Can you imagine how much better off your relationships would be if we were all better listeners? We're talking about the power of listening today. I want to just try to give you uh, four simple things that I found in the Word of God that would help us all to be good listeners, all right? Are you all ready? All the funny stuff is over. I wish I still had more material, but I I just ran out. Being a comedian is not my thing. Number one, listening is going to require some things from you. It requires presence. Listening requires presence. Isaiah 43, 18 says, forget about what happened. Don't keep looking and going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Can't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert rivers of the Badlands. Can I tell you something? There is something about the past and the future that if we take the past and all the bad stuff and all the ugly relational things and we predict the future based off of those things, we're just going to miss it. But if we live present and we live in the now, powerful things can happen in your relationships. We're talking about the power of listening. Listen, there is power when you listen with your presence. There is something about 
your presence being available. The word presence means to be attentive. It means to be all there. It means to be all in. And God says that he has blessings for you and I if we learn to live in the present. Could you imagine that relationship that's just been fractured for all these years? Can you imagine that if you tapped into the power of listening and you learned how to be present, could you just imagine what God could possibly do in that relationship if you were present? Here's what we can do with our presence. We can be free with our presence. Listen, don't make people work so hard to get your attention. Don't make people struggle and babble over their words to get your presence. Don't make people make up stupid things in life that don't even matter, that don't even make a difference to try to capture your attention. Give your attention away freely. Next thing, be focused with your presence. Listen, when it comes to your presence, your presence matters to the people around you. Turn the TV off. Many of you probably did that this week for the first time all year. Put your phone down. Put the tablet down. Shut Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, whatever. Shut all that stuff off. Turn it down. I'm not saying you can't enjoy those things because Lord knows if All Right is in the San Severino family and the 49ers are playing on uh, local TV, I guarantee you that I'm going to turn the TV on and watch a good 49er game. I'm sorry if you're a Cowboys fan, but the truth is we have the same record. So, uh, you know, there's really not a lot that either one of us could say right now. But I'm up here with the mic, so, you know, I get the last word. We've got to be focused with our presence. It was so funny. We were at the Benson's house, and Grandma and Grandpa Great were there, and uh, uh, Chad and I were there. All the cousins were there, and, and I caught myself, like, on Facebook. And I'm like, wait a minute, Sean. You're talking about listening and being focused and being present where you are. Why don't you put your phone down? So I caught and put my phone down, and I just looked around me at who was paying attention. He was being good listeners in that moment. I was in that moment, but uh, I wasn't in the moment before. But it's so amazing, the love and care that you can show people when you're focused and attentive and somebody has your full attention. Have you ever tried to tell something really important to somebody that's not actually listening? You're trying to just like throw out all the signs that I have something important to tell you and they're like, they're like, yeah, what's up? Go ahead. <laughs> Here's the thing that you got to understand. Those of you who are like me and it's like squirrel, you know, you're distracted so easy. People who are multi-tackers like, like my wife, she's amazing. Like I still try to compete sometimes for her full attention, but I've come to realize she's a great multitasker. We could have music on. We could have TV on. She could be scrolling through Facebook and I could try to like get her in that moment and be like, what did I just say? And she'd be like, blah, 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 blah. And I go, okay. She's great at multitasking. She's great at hearing me. Those of us who are not good at multitasking, I find myself having this just, it is so hard, people, to shut everybody out, everyone that's walking away, stop and focus on what you're trying to tell me and what you need. Those of you who, that work with me and volunteering, you completely get that. You're like, yep, I know. Sometimes like, Sean, here we are. <laughs> Listen, listening is not as easy as it sounds. Listening and focusing is not just for you, but it's for the person who's talking as well. It helps people to know that you're on point with them, that you're present, and you care about the needs of their heart. The power of listening we're talking about requires your presence, and it requires observation. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, 2, be completely humble, gentle, and patient, bearing with one another in love. Here's the thing. Most people don't always share their needs with everybody. And the only way we can bear with one another in love is if we learn to listen 
through observation. The most caring and selfless way we could share someone's load is by listening with our eyes. You know, when you think about a, an elderly person trying to open a, get through a door with a bag of groceries and a cane in their hand, most times they don't want to disrupt people and they won't want to burden people and ask people for help, but they need help and they're not going to ask for it. But if you learn the power of listening and you learn to listen through observation and use your eyes to listen, you'll realize what people need by simply watching them. And then you can just gently offer some help and let them answer, sure, I'd love to help. See, here's the thing. Have you ever watched somebody struggle but just not ask for help? There's a lot of reasons why people don't ask for help. That doesn't mean we don't help them. But we just watch them. We observe them. Listen, observation is powerful. You can learn a lot about your kids through observation. You can learn a lot about your spouse and their needs through observation. Listen, just watch people's life. Watch their conversations. Watch who they hang around with. Watch who they stay away from. Watch how often they still call you. Watch how often they stop hanging around you. Watch their body language. What is their countenance like? What are they like on social media? Like, are they like, are like throwing it all out on the line and risking everything on social media? Or have they like hidden away? Are they creative? Watch their creative outlets. What kind of songs are your kids writing? What kind of poems are they writing? What kind of paintings are they painting? I listen a lot to my daughter by observation. I watch her all the time, and I watch her often. I watch how she interacts with other people. I watch how she plays with herself. And listen, when I listen to my daughter through my eyes and observation, I learn as a father where she is at with her maturity. I learn how she's developing. I learn how and where she needs my presence in her life. I learn the type of things that I need to pour into her. I learn the type of things that she needs help with, all simply by observing with my eyes, and it has nothing to do with what she's saying with her mouth. It's the same with marriage. It's the same with dating. It's the same with significant people in our life. It's the same with all relationships. We can listen powerfully and find out the needs of people around us simply by observation. We're talking about the power of listening today. Number three, listening requires selflessness. Listening requires selflessness. Philippians 2, 4, don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside. Help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourself long enough to lend a helping hand. Say that again. Forget yourself long enough to lend a helping hand. You know, it's so crazy. Last year, well, 2014, the word of the year was selfie. It was a huge word. It was something that was quite strange to people of older generations was this thing called selfie. I heard somebody describe one time that in my generation, in my parents' generation, we all ran around with these disposable cameras and there was this stuff, young people, there was this stuff called film. And the craziest thing was, is when you took a picture, you actually had to wait to see what the picture looked like. And it determined how long you could get to Walgreens to see if they could develop that film or not. It was the the strangest thing you could ever imagine. And at that time, people would go around, they would take pictures of yourself and... and, um, You would go to Walgreens, you'd get that film developed, and you'd start scanning through the 24 pictures or however many to be in a row. You would scan through, you'd be checking it, and every once in a while, there was this really weird picture. It just stood out amongst all the other pictures, and it was like the guy who took the camera and was like, 
Like, you just didn't see people do that back in our day. It was, it was, you're like, what is wrong with you? You're ruining a perfectly good roll of film. I paid a lot of money for that. You know, those of you who are money conscious. Like, what is this idiot? He just, he ruined this whole roll of film. What's wrong with him? In that generation, it was, people didn't take pictures of themselves very often. It was like that one time a year, and mom, like, wet her hand and, like, did this to your hair and pulled out the comb, and you're like, dude, do I really want your spit on me? And, and, and here's the thing, parents. Kids really think that when they're, like, four, okay? Do I really want the spit on me? And the mom's like, yes, you do. <laughs> Don't shake my hand after service. Shake my left hand, not my right one. Well, yes, you do. And you'd have to sit down. It was like this miserable moment. You had to take a picture all by yourself. And it's so funny, but we live in a generation now that is quite comfortable at turning the camera around in the spotlight and putting it on themselves. We're infatuated with selfie. You know, it's really hard to listen when we're dominated by the self and we're dominated by the selfie. It's so hard to focus on other people. Listening requires selflessness. Listen, we've got to take the spotlight off of ourself to listen to somebody else. Listen, as pastors and leaders and coaches and parents, you're used to solving problems and, and your words oftentimes, they come out of a genuine desire to help. But when we don't stop and listen and we're not so concerned about what we think we need to say in that great moment, I've watched the countenance of people when they're sharing their heart and the other person just starts talking and giving them a resolution. The countenance just is crushed because they're like, you didn't even care long enough to, listen to what I'm trying to say. And the answer that you're giving me is completely off because you only got half of the story. Listening is powerful. We got to take our eyes off the selfie. We're talking about the power of listening today. Number four, if we're going to be a better listener, listening requires an audience. Proverbs 12 and 15, the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Listen, Some of you have run out of people that will allow you to listen to them because you don't listen well. (laughs) It's kind of weird to think of a listener needing an audience, but (laughs) some of you have run out of people that will allow you to listen and pour into their life because you don't listen well. The danger of not being a good selfless listener is that When you go down that road, relationships continue to break and damage continues and you actually lose the talking audience. Here's the problem with that. This talking audience is usually the people you love most. And when your voice is shut down and not heard by those that you love most, your influence is lost. What do we want most in life? To impact people, to do good, and to influence those we love? But when we don't listen well, we lose our audience. I want to talk to the talkers for a second. Let me talk to you talkers for a second. Turn it around on me, okay? How do you get people to listen to you? If you're an employee or subordinate role in life, most of you have some form of a subordinate role in life, depending on the relationship you're in. Do you have a hard time getting people to listen to you? Getting people to listen to you. Has your listening audience disappeared? Have they gone silent on you? Have those who used to give you advice are no longer interested 
in giving you advice. Here's some advice for you that will help you to regain an audience. Listen to their advice. (laughs) You're all laughing because you're like, you've been wanting to say that to somebody for so long. Listen to their advice. Proverbs 12 and 15 says, The way of a fool seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. You know what would just shock the daylights out of your parents or shock the daylights out of the people that, that you love and care about their wisdom and their advice. It would shock the daylights out of them if you came and report, reported back to them on how you applied their advice and their wisdom to your life. That'd blow them away. They'd be like, whoa, wait a minute. They listen to me. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to be like, oh, man. I love pouring into people that listen to me. That's why a lot of people love to mentor young athletes because they're, they're open. They're a sponge. They want to hear. They want to listen. Listen, you want to find favor in life with people who are smarter than you? Be a sponge. Soak it up. Soak up information. Apply the information. Be eager to listen. Be eager to learn. Listen, when a mentor asks you a question, talkers, Keep your answer simple and precise and just answer the question. I can't tell you how many small groups I've been a part of. That's my alarm. That means my time's up. Those of you who are happy that I have an alarm up here. I've been in so many small groups before where people ask questions and somebody responds to the question and it has nothing to do with the question that was just asked. (gasps) We're talking about the power of listening. And finally, listening requires timing. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says there's a time for everything, a season for everything, every activity under heaven. There's something to be said about timing. There's a key in timing. There's a time to launch a business. There's a time to launch a new product. There's a time to have a baby. There's a time to just kind of redo the finances. There's a time to come up with new plans and goals, a time to rest, work, take a vacation. Listen, Part of listening is timing, and there is a time to respond with words, and there's a time to respond with actions. Listen, you may listen really well, but if you don't have good timing, you can just mess everything up. You've heard it said before, the wrong word at the wrong time is the wrong word. It's the wrong thing for somebody. The right word, action, timing, all the right stuff at the wrong time is all the wrong thing. You feel like, I said all the right things. They needed to hear that. Why, did they, why are they so mad at me? Your timing was probably way off. Listen, the right words and the right actions with, has to be with this, the right time is the right word and the right actions. That's it today. Listen, I want to encourage you today. There's power in listening. If the band can come on up, we're going to close the service with a prayer today. And uh, I want to give you an opportunity to respond to the word that you heard. The Bible says in Proverbs 17 and 28, even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise when he closes his lips. He is deemed intelligent. Let me say that again. Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise when he closes his lips. He is deemed intelligent. I have found myself more lately in conversations. I always have an opinion, don't you? I always have something to say, don't you? But I've found myself more often just listening to somebody, and when they talk to me, I just go, wow. You'll find that less people ask for your opinion. That's okay. 
Most of the time you love and care about most, they know what your opinion is. They know where your values are. You don't have to like get the banner out and be like, I value this. I need to make sure you know it and see it. Now, if they don't know that about you and you, you can let them know, but oftentimes in that very moment is not a time for you to jump on your podium and stand up. It's your time to love. It's your time to care. It's your time to hear. Do you not trust the Lord enough to work on people's hearts? You don't have to do all the work yourself. Let the Lord work on people's hearts. Listen, as we close today, I want you to know something. There is somebody who is the greatest listener of all times, and his name is Jesus Christ. Listen, he knows every pain you have. He knows every problem you have. He knows every hurdle in life that you have. He knows that all the things that you planned in life and all the things that you dreamed of in life that maybe didn't go your way, he knows about all those. And he's been listening to you. Even when you didn't think you were worthy of being listened to, he's been listening to you. If you could bow your heads and close your eyes today, although this message is not about salvation and giving your heart to Jesus, I got to tell you, the word is all about that. You know, here's the greatest thing you can listen to is that Jesus has invited every single one of us to come on board with him. He wants to come on board your life because the Bible simply says that those who don't have Christ as a part of their life, they're simply not going to be in heaven with him. They simply don't have a future with Jesus. And the Bible says that we were all born flawed. But the great thing about Jesus and his listening ear is he knew a remedy. He knew an answer. And that answer was for him to go on the cross and pay the penalty for your and I's sin. The Bible says that those of us who sin, our penalty is death. But Jesus looked at humanity and mankind and he said, I don't want them to die for eternity. I don't want to be in eternity without them. I want to make sure that every mankind, before they die, the Bible promises this, that they will have an opportunity to hear my love and hear what I have done to redeem them and to not make them a perfect human being, but to save them and to make them more like him and to spend eternity with him. Jesus did all that for you and I on the cross. And the Bible says that all All we have to do, we don't have to be smart. We don't have to know everything about the Bible. We don't have to completely agree with everything that you have seen on TV about the church. All we have to do is believe in this message that Jesus Christ did and what he did on the cross for you and I. And all we have to do is put our faith in what Jesus did on the cross. It doesn't take a lot of faith. It takes a little bit. And if you're in this room going, you know, Jesus, I wonder if this could work for me. I wonder if I can have eternity with you. The answer to you is yes, you can. All you have to do is put your faith in him and believe in what he did on the cross. If that's you here today, you need to say, Sean, I've heard through the years, but I have not listened and never let Jesus on board in my life. And I want to surrender my life to him today. I don't want to embarrass you. You can just quickly slip your hand up and slip it down. And I want to pray for you today. Is there anybody like that? Just slip your hand up and slip it down. I want to pray for you. God, let us ponder. God, let us consider how well we have listened to the people that we love most. We just ask for your Holy Spirit to help us to listen to people better. God, you are the greatest listener on the world. If there's anything that any person in here needs to say, I want them to know that you're willing to listen. In Jesus' name, amen.